And welcome to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. You can call me Mike D. We have the festive Ryan Shipley. Oh, okay, nice. (laughs) Nice. Of course, the owner of the Comics Exchange itself, Santa. Santa, Santa, Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho? (laughs) Santa Bill. So when Santa does the ho, 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 he doesn't do it like he's in questioning, like ho, ho, ho. It's like, it's a nice ho, ho, ho. I couldn't remember if it was two hoes or three hoes. (laughs) Okay, that's a good question. Do you do, when you do Santa, do you do two ho-hos or do you do three ho-hos? I go, you got to go with three. Three <laughs> hoes ho, at ho, all ho. times. Ho, ho, ho. No, I think ho, ho, ho. I think I do two. I think three's too much. Ho, 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 ho. It's, you sound like a serial killer. Yeah, it's too uh, it's two too, fe- too festive. It's like chugga, chugga, choo-choo. How many chuggas do you put in front of your choo-choo? Obviously two. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise the train's working too hard. That train is fucking way hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. This is our eighth episode. Number eight. Ocho. And, yeah. and we are going to be back on a schedule. Uh, apologies for the last month. Uh, sickness ran rampant and where Mike works, lots of po- holiday parties. Yeah. In fact, um, I am zombified as I'm sitting here. It's been obscene. So, you know, shout out to the service industry. Anybody going through that for this December? Uh, we're almost at the end of it, guys. We can mm-hmm. make it. Holidays. And, and always tip, but tip a lot better like during this time of year. Yeah, do that. Yeah, tip a little extra. Yeah, be on the lookout for your waiter and waitresses. Yeah. When you tip mostly times, what do you do? You, you Are you a Johnny 20%? Or I'm a you... huge tipper. Okay, you are. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. And that's because uh, I worked in the service industry for years. Yeah. Um, Alperland Hotel. Yeah. Uh, for a couple years and then different restaurants here in Knoxville. But... So yeah, and and generally, even if I get poor service, uh, I'm still going to tip tip pretty generously. Um, yeah. Only because I know that we all have the occasional bad day. Yep. Or mm-hmm. the, the the kitchen's behind. Yeah. And the food comes out late. Yeah. And uh, or I got double sat. So so yeah yeah I'm generally now what about uh what about you Ryan are you coming at it from uh I'm wor- a good tipper. Yeah yeah. I, I the only times I really tip a lot late, lately would be like Uber Eats or Uber, so I don't get in a lot of situations to tip, but I always tip well, and I always find it fascinating when I talk to somebody and like if I'm in an Uber mm-hmm. and they talk about how, like this one person said that he had a order and it was something like a five hundred dollar because now Uber will do like Instacart type stuff too, five hundred dollar order and he actually came back to where the customers were because they had forgot something. So he drove all the way back up oh, a wow. mountain to give it to them, wow. and they gave no tip. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Boo. And to not give a tip on like Uber, Uber Eats, or any of those like apps, uh-huh. you have to go out of your way not to tip. Well, Santa is watching them for sure. Oh, They're going to sure. get cold. Yeah, I, I do not understand it. Well, let me and ask I know you this. all our listeners tip. Do you tip? Do you tip? Because my wife, me and my wife have a disagreement about this, and she okay. gets home to me sometimes. Do you tip when the uh, the Sonic people come and bring the food to the car? Hmm. I've not had that situation, but I don't know what I would do. Do what? you do the drive through at Sonic, or do you just not eat Sonic? I think the last time I was at uh, Sonic, and the only time I ever go to Sonic recently has been with your family. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. You're not a Sonic guy. I'm not a Sonic guy. Um, I mean, I don't. I've not driven in a few years. Okay. Okay. Um, I do like. I used to love Sonic when they would do their forty-nine cent corn dog day. Yes, but I think I would always go through the drive-through thing. Okay. Now, if I go through just a drive-through, I'm not tipping. Like, but if you if you had somebody come out to your to your car, yes, I think you would tip. I always tip. No, is Kendra 
anti-tip for that part. Well, she's... she's now, let her have it, because she forgot to give no, us snacks tonight. No, I'm not. No. No, no. no she's, she's very generous with the tip, tipping, but maybe... So, like, for instance, we were staying at a hotel one time, and, uh, and so the guy comes, and we have our luggage. And I'm not generally used to staying in a hotel. I'm generally used to sleeping in the back seat of my car or something, you know, that kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, I wasn't familiar with how the tipping situation worked. And so mm. the guy comes from my luggage in the lobby. And so I, I, I'm like, okay, I tip this guy, right? So I tip the guy $10. Oh, and trying. I think we had maybe two pieces of luggage. I thought the rule was $5 per bag. Okay. And I, I was maybe $5 per bag in a hotel, maybe uh, $4 per bag in the airport. I'm not sure. These were like $19. $1.50 if you're in like a Motel 6. Yeah. <laughs> if you give your luggage to somebody in the Motel 6, you're never seeing it yeah, again, dude. That luggage is That's gone. gone, man. Yeah. Your tip was that luggage. But uh so we uh I tipped the guy ten bucks and then um we get up to the room and we're making ourselves comfortable and you know, we're checking out to see if there's a there's a snack bar, if there's robes that we can pack in the luggage. Sweet. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh and all of a sudden here comes our luggage, except it's a different dude. Oh, and so, oh no! Uh-oh. So my problem is, I've already tipped ten bucks. I've already tipped this guy ten bucks downstairs in the lobby. Yeah. And now here comes his partner upstairs with my yep. luggage. Yep. And now my question is, do I tip this guy? Now does he if know? If you don't, you're going to look like a jerk. Does he know I've already <laughs> tipped his friend downstairs? Did his friend gonna, say? And it's t- going to be him? awkward to ask. Yes. Hey, has your? I think I already tipped the other guy. Is that okay? So now I'm in oh. a situation where I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I, I tipped this guy ten dollars. And yeah. then I think Kendra said something to me about how, you know, I was a sucker for tipping two people. Whoa, and, she uh, called you a sucker. Well, no, I mean, it, it, it wasn't No, such, we got to teach Kendra. She it has to such harsh words. always get us snacks. If you don't get us snacks, you get, uh, <laughs> get we a, criticize you. Yeah. That's not a criticism. I'm not criticizing. Yeah. But it just, and it's crazy, too, to criticize her because she just turned 50. So, whoa, we don't mention numbers, Ryan. <laughs> no, so, uh, we don't mention a big 5-0. Uh, uh, so, I, I've, I, I guess what I'm saying is I always tend to over-tip yeah, more yeah, than yeah. under-tip because in situations when I'm not sure, yeah. I just tip. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. for instance, we, were, we went to a baseball game in uh, San Francisco to see it was the, um, the Giants and the Dodgers. Okay, nice. And I'd never been to San Francisco before, obviously, my first time to the stadium. Yeah. And we're, we find a parking lot. And I parked the car, and we start walk, walking toward Old Candlestick, the old stadium. And uh, all of a sudden, a guy comes up to me. He's wearing an orange vest. And he says, hey, it's $5 to park your car or $10. Mm. Now, do I know, do, do you know, do I give this guy the $10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know if he works for a parking company. And he's not company. giving you any kind of, like, ticket? Nothing. He just tells me it's $10 to park my car here. So, do I give the guy ten dollars? Absolutely. You know yeah. why? Because who knows what this guy's going to do to my car? Yeah. For one, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. I'm from out of town. It's my yeah. only transportation. Yep. So not only do I give the guy ten dollars, Ryan, but I tip this dude five dollars on top of the ten. Really? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you did that. So you know if this dude's up to any kind of shadiness, my car's last. Your car's going to be last to get yes. messed with. Okay. Yes. He's going to pick the Honda Accord. We know whatever the but my yeah, car will yeah, be yeah. last. So, so generally, I always over tip, you know, especially if it's coming dealing with either my food or my car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me throw this out. Let's say you order a pizza, but you don't get it delivered. You pick up the pizza. Do you tip when oh. you pick the pizza up? Absolutely not. <laughs> now, yeah. I draw, I draw the line there, you know, because you can't get, uh, you can't get out of hand with this because there's only so much money. I'm letting Bill answer right. all these questions first, so that way, if I agree. And I don't look as much as a jerk because people remember first Bill. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's uh, but it is like um, I think the one that I never knew about until after the fact, when I first time I went to New York, 
I stayed at a hotel for a week, and I didn't know you were supposed to, at the end of the your trip, leave money for the um, the cleaning people. Housekeeping, yeah. The housekeeping, yeah. cleaning people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I, I know words. Um, so the first time I, I went to New York, I didn't know that, and then somebody uh, shamed me afterwards because i had no idea Shame. how much did you uh do you remember how much you tipped housekeeping i didn't tip housekeeping anything the first time because i didn't know you had you to didn't know no oh, okay. i'm just yeah. this little country bunkin from tennessee i didn't know any of these big fancy tipping yeah okay. they like a tip jar in the room you know <laughs> yeah if you <laughs> dollar a tip sign jar, i would definitely put some money there um <laughs> yeah but uh so first before we get started in the episode uh this is probably going to go up with how fast Mike is, it's probably going to come up before I finish the sentence. The episode will be up. Flash um, fact. Yeah. Um, so what's the schedule for this weekend, it being Christmas? Mm. So the store, we're going to have uh, regular hours uh, through Friday. The 23rd. Uh, yes, the 23rd. And then Christmas Eve, the 24th, Saturday, will be open from um, 11 to 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Sunday closed, obviously. Okay. Uh, except by appointment only. No, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah. But um, and then the uh, and then the 26th uh, back open for business. So uh, 11 to 11 to 7 on the 26th Monday. Okay, and the um, the amazing deal going on right now with the uh, gift cards is Ooh. going through Saturday. Yes. So we're gonna run it all the way up through Christmas to the beginning till Christmas Eve. Okay. But um, any gift card purchase, uh, we're gonna add 20 uh, percent on top of whatever the purchase is. So. So I'm gonna see some quick math. See how good you're at math. Okay. I bought a $50 yeah. gift card. How much am I getting? So if you buy a $50 gift card, we're going to give you a gift card for $60. You're like a beautiful nice. mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. could see like the, all the, like Russell Crowe, I could see the numbers <laughs> calculated in front of you. Uh, and, and that's a really good deal because if you have somebody in your in your life that likes the comic books, stuff like that, you right. don't have to worry about it like, hey, they've already got it. Right. And they can use it on their new stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is the thing. Um, with collectors, gift cards are the, really the perfect gift. Mm-hmm. Um, only because uh, with most collectors, it's difficult to know what they have, what they don't have, yeah. what kind of condition they want it in, if they want it in the package or loose. If they're so, you take all that stuff out of the equation. You buy a gift card, and uh, not only that, but you get the extra twenty percent on top. And then generally, most of the stuff after Christmas is is cheaper than before Christmas. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And if you think about it, no expiration on these cards. Correct. So you could yeah. actually hold them till free comic book day, where you have deals anyway. Don't give them these yeah. kind of ideas. Yeah, no, he can have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll have some. And it's not uncommon that we'll have people with gift cards that they've uh, they've been saving for a year. Yeah, which is cool. It's weird because it does have an. And I always want to make sure of that because the card has an expiration date on the back. I think we were just looking for something to put on that line. You know, we'd gotten to the the bottom line and we ran out of somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think we thought, hey, expiration date. You know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold on to it for that long. As my grandma would say, it's, it's burning a hole in my pocket. Uh-huh. I, I would spend it like the day of. I couldn't yeah, resist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you got a lot of the gift cards ready, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we've sold a, a bunch already this year, and the the thing about gift cards is it's it's a nice boost uh, pre-holiday in income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get that guy who shows up, you know, February 4th, and he's got a giant stack of books. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be a great sale. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going out to eat tonight, yeah, me yeah, and my yeah, wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, salsaritas. It's salsaritas <laughs> and uh, family meals all the way yeah, around. Yeah, And then he pulls out the gift card. Oh. And so you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but no, it's uh, it, it's just it's a great way to um to support small business and for small business for us to give a little bit back. And now, are we supposed to tip our comic book guy? <laughs> I always tip the comic book. Guy. Always tip the comic <laughs> yeah, guys, so, people. I mean, 
and it doesn't have uh, to be in cash. You know, it could be in uh, cocaine. It, Whoa, <laughs> easy! <laughs> you went all, you went all uh, the way there, Ron. I did. <laughs> but no, it could be. You know, um, uh, you know, any any kind of a physical. <laughs> well, you want to? You only get now. You, you, now you just got cocaine on your mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to cut the cocaine section out. We got to cut the cocaine. Oh, <laughs> Merry Christmas! Yeah. Merry Christmas! Um, so much the snow. snow's coming down like cocaine. <laughs> so much snow. So much snow. Um, that's hysterical. So yeah. So um, and then um, what about like? Uh, well, I think we're going to record next week, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess you'll be open New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So New Year's Eve was what Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I think so. So I'll yeah, I'll check with uh, okay. Blaine and Lane. We'll but do it, that yeah. next week. Yeah. yeah, but that's exciting. So um, the twenty fourth till five. Yes, and so any um, late Monday minute, the twenty sixth uh, all day. Oh, back up. Yeah, so if you get it. one of those uh, Comics Exchange uh, gift cards in your stocking this year, you, you can, can come uh, on the twenty sixth. That's right. You don't have to wait. No. So I think it's gonna be a slow week next week of new comics. So finally, after like a I month think, of an I, onslaught, now, I'm not sure, but. Usually they do a slow last week of the year, right? Yeah, generally they give you a uh, a chance to catch your breath after Christmas, so they they yeah. kind of treat it like a it's a smaller week. But um, and plus, you know, they they put out most of the stuff before Christmas because they want to get it out there for the Christmas buyers. Yeah. So a lot of the toys and stuff they've already released for the year. Yeah, which is which is good. You'll have a, like a, a breathing week. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to, uh, to that, and like you said, for people that uh, come in with uh, with gift cards or with some Christmas cash, or um, we see a lot of that too. So, but yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, we're looking forward to uh, another exciting Christmas. And um, if you're looking for a last minute gift idea, definitely come see us. Man, and just think about that uh, free comic day is yeah. going to be here before we know it. Golly, I mean, it's a. Uh, I'll tell you, it's probably my. F- favorite day of the year oh wow or, yeah, yeah. Maybe, i mean we're taking out my kids birthdays and uh but <laughs> and your anniversary it, it, it's a closer <laughs> no, no awesome no. yeah it's but no it, it's 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 my favorite non-family uh, day of the year yeah. uh, just because i get to see so many people and give out so many free comics it was a fun like last year was the first year i officially worked for you yeah that's um, right and i i by Ryan the end of the day great. you're super tired yeah because yeah, yeah. it is a busy day yeah. Um, but it was a fun day. Like, it really brings the team together. That's what I liked about, like, you were in your element. Lane was amazing. Yes. Um, Jake was great. Paul was great. Paul's always, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. No, it is. And, and like I said, it's great to see um, so many people that show up and support us and uh, see some faces that we haven't seen in a long time. And Yeah. Uh, to see some new faces that we're going to see for a long time. And speaking of new faces, we have a new employee, don't we? On Saturday, we do. So uh, currently, actually, we have on Saturday we have two employees, but I think it's going to go down to one eventually. Okay. But we have a um, a gentleman named Blaine uh, who comes to us. I think he used to work in Westtown Mall, but uh, he has plenty. Okay. Of, he has plenty of retail experience. Yeah, and uh, he's fantastic with customers, and he's a. Uh, he, uh, he loves comics and uh, especially pops. He's a huge pop collector. He's a big expert of Funko. Didn't he sell yes. some at the uh, at some kind of special thing like a couple weeks ago for uh, for the comics exchange? He did when we were set up at a um, like a flea market. A flea right? market. It was it was kind of like a nerd flea market. But um, yeah, but yeah, he's uh, he's fantastic. And if you haven't had a chance to meet him, he's working here on, on Saturdays. Uh, and a really great guy. Do you only hire people whose names rhyme with Lane? <laughs> mm, no. Okay. You know, 
but uh, if you know, you're that out there and your nickname, I guess, is A Train, you know, that e- works, and you can be a Elaine. Right, right. Yeah, Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, but uh, it would be a good marketing thing. Yeah, we're hoping to get him on the podcast soon. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can do a pop episode, you know, where he comes in. And oh yeah. Discusses like we can bring in our favorite pops. Yes, we could do that. It'll he just could talk basically about... be me and him. <laughs> I've got some pops. Okay, well, yeah, you yeah. do. You have a store of pops. Yeah, it's, it's. You know, speaking of pops, it really seems to me that these things have got some legs, and and by legs I mean staying power. It. Yeah. It's, I have to go back and look, but it seems to me that the whole Beanie Baby, for example, trend had already come and gone. In the lifespan that Pops have been around. I mean, these things seem to, to have some oh, staying yeah. power. Pops have definitely been, I would imagine, 10 to 12 years now. Wow. I think so. Because it first wow. started them and uh, what were the other ones? The Mega... The Mighty Mugs. Mighty Mugs. Came out the same time. And I thought the Mighty Mugs were a little bit better quality. But Funko was super smart with getting the licenses. Yeah. I think that's the difference. And, and there was a... The price point was slightly lower. I think Funkos were like nine ninety nine, and they've really mm. have kind of stuck around there for the basic pops. Um, but yes. they're doing a lot of new stuff now. Like I have one that the back of it is like a a reprint of Amazing Fantasy fifteen, and yeah. the front of it's like a a pop right here. It's really nice looking. Um, and they're doing a lot of dioramas now, where you got to get like I think they're starting one a Civil War one, which is going to be the scene at the airport. And it's twelve connecting pops. Whoa! Oh yeah, from That's the movie. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, from the Civil War. From the Battle of uh, it's Abraham Gettys- Lincoln Gettysburg? is the, it's the middle pop. <laughs> because yeah. that's, uh, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it's 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 kind of crazy. I'm I'm running out of room for them. I'm oh, yeah. sure you are. Well, yeah, it gets to be overwhelming, uh, and they're small, but you get so many, and next thing you know, um, and it's crazy because when the uh, company first started. They had, I think they said they had a group of maybe 12 or 15 employees, and wow. their their only job was to call around and try and get licenses. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. They would just cold call and just see what licenses they could get to make Funko Pops. Hmm. And now they said that department shrunk to just two guys because people call Funko. Oh. Like, they don't have to cold call anymore. That's cool. Yeah. You know, they're so widespread and so well-known that people who have licenses, they call Funko and like, hey... You know, we have the license to Simon and Simon, you know, or whatever, you know. Yeah. We have the license to the game Battleship. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. Um, you can go into, like, gas stations. Here's our Funko display. Yeah. Like, wow. yeah. And they're smart, yeah. too, because they'll be like, I think they did that with uh, 7-Eleven, gave them exclusive Funkos. Oh. And I remember when Funkos first started, you had some now uber expensive Funkos that were basically on your front shelf for, like, literally a year. They were collecting dust. Like yeah. the Jimi Hendrix, the Penguin, you had some Hawkman, yeah, yeah, that are just now like a thousand dollars, if not more. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those situations where you, for one, you don't know how long. Like you said, it could be Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't, you're, so you're just happy to make a sale for one. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're yeah, not yeah. even thinking that hey, ten, twelve years from now, this could be how you yeah. know. But uh, but yeah, it turned out to be, but. Uh, what, are you, what are you gonna do? It is weird going to conventions now, and you see people set up that are just like Funkos, and they have like a thousand Funkos. So many, yeah. yeah. So let yeah. me ask you this: I'm I'm not a Funko guy, Funko okay. Pop. I'm more of the classic action figure guy. But just as a casual question, does there seem to be a segment that sells more Funko Pops? For example, like does more comic book Funkos seem to sell, or movie, or TV show? Or is there a genre within well, Funko Pop that seems to do more than others? So I, I tell you, no, obviously. I'm, 
I'm biased because I'm in a comic book store, sure, but the, sure. the comic book Funkos are the, the first ones I order. Mm. And then when I get outside that, I start looking at, um, I like the rock and roll ones, the music ones. Mm. Um, I like the ones that are uh, based around uh, horror movies. Mm. Uh, I like the ones that are based around movies in general sometimes, as long as it's a... Uh, um, and the stuff I kind of stay away from is the stuff I don't know too terribly much about. So anime. So I don't order a lot of anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the anime Funko Pops. But, yeah. uh, but, you know, I special order them for people. But as far as stocking them, like, I, I, I don't know which one's the popular characters, you know. Or I'm not sure which ones are the, the desirable ones. So it's hard enough for me just to keep up with the um, the comic book ones. So, I, but yeah, those are, I focus on those. Do you have people that bring a lot of times that bring in to sell, like some pretty rare Funko Pops? Yeah, 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 all the time. Um, usually, I have to go online to see to look up the the yep. value because there's not really a published Funko guide. Yep. You know, they don't do like a monthly. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple online resources that uh, publish pretty up to date uh, prices. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get sometimes that people bring in. I mean, sometimes you'd be surprised the ones that are worth money and the ones that aren't. You'd be like, well, who, you know, who wants this? this There's one? a Dumbo Clown one that's what? worth a couple thousand dollars. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they make some that are like really limited, like one yep. of twenty-four. Oh crap! Yeah. Or one of two hundred and forty. Uh, it seems like right now a lot of the big, most expensive ones are ones where that's their mascot, Freddy Funko. So it's yes. Freddy Funko's head is Spider-Man. Freddy Funko is other characters. Yeah, and a lot of those you can only get when you go to conventions. Conventions mm. are if you're like a member of the Funko mem- so Funko I, fan. I'll tell you a real quick story about Funkos. Um, every year I get two free retailer passes to San Diego Comic-Con in Whoa. San Diego. Oh, nice. And now I've never, ever been. Yeah. And I would love to go. Let's go and next year. I have year. two passes every year. Maybe, maybe. Well, that's going to be uncomfortable because only two of us, the three of us, can go. <laughs> we'll have to draw straws. Yeah, I'm pretty but, small. Uh, maybe we could do the like the trench coat thing. I could get on your shoulders. Oh and we yeah, could, uh... y'all could cosplay Inspector Gadget. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and um, so every year I get two free passes, and um, I, I, I've never been, but I had some friends of mine that wanted to go one year. Yeah. So I said, okay, here I'm going to give you guys two free passes to San Diego Comic Con. The only deal is while you're there. I'm gonna give you a shopping list. Of, That's fair. Of things I want you to like exclusives, con exclusives, toys, books. Yeah, I want yeah, you yeah. to pick up for me while you're there. It's gonna require some hours of your time, but you have a five day pass that gets you into the preview five night. Five days. Yes, because it's a, you have you have preview night. Yep. And then you have uh, which is Wednesday night. Then you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's yep. a five day con. And um, so I give the passes to these guys. I give them my FedEx account number so they can FedEx ship the the toys and the books back to me. Okay. Um, and I give them a list of toys. My buddy calls me Wednesday night, right? It's preview night, and so this is this is like ten minutes before the the convention's about to open, oh. and he's outside the convention doors, oh. and yeah. there's there's probably you know eight hundred, nine hundred, maybe a thousand yeah, people yeah, that yeah. are ready to, to yep. bum rush in there. <laughs> and uh, he calls me and says, "Okay," he goes, "They're about to open the doors." And he says, all right, they're opening the doors. And he says, oh my gosh, he says, people are getting trampled. He says, this is, it's like, he goes, it's like the running of the nerds. And uh, <laughs> it, 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 he says, and so he, he makes his way and he goes to the, um, the Hasbro booth and he gets me a couple of Hasbro exclusives. Okay. And then he says, uh, he says, hey, I'm going to go to the, uh, the Funko Pop booth. And he goes to the Funko Pop booth and he says he can't get within 10 feet of the booth. He says, it's a sea of people. They're all holding their money up, like that oh meme God. with uh with fr- with um uh, what's his name? Oh, Fry. Fry. With Fry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take wow. my money. Yeah. And and he says they're just they're they're throwing Funkos. People are passing money. Wow. And he says it was mayhem. So he was able to get 
almost all the exclusives for me except yeah, for the except Funkos. Except for the Funkos. Whoa. Because he said that's pretty much where everybody ran straight to was the uh, the Funko. And that was a few years ago. Oh, yeah. This was pre, uh, pre-COVID. pre Yeah. So God knows what it's like now. Yeah. I know yeah. they do like a Funko lottery. Well, let me ask this. Again, I don't. we apparently are doing a Funko Pop episode, but... Um, <laughs> What percentage of Funkos do you think people are buying for reselling later? Is there like a speculator thing going on with that now? So at the convention, what I was talking about, 95% of those are reselling. Oh, it's definitely, um, I'm on the Funko Pop groups. Mainly because I just like looking to see what all the cool new ones look like. Mm -hmm. But sales happen all the time. And I'm not talking about like a $100 sale. I saw one person put them and said, hey... Uh, here are my list. I'm winning thousand for this one, five thousand for this one, ten thousand for this one, and getting it. Boom! Yeah. Wow! All right. They'll uh, they'll pick them up at the convention and they'll uh, take a picture of them holding it on the convention floor. All right. And it'll be on eBay within minutes. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of time, if, if if you're first to the marketplace, you set the price. And you can, and when a lot of the ones that Funko does during the convention stuff that are exclusive to Funko's booth are on the on on the website. It's good luck to get it off the website because Funko has tried, God bless them, to fight the bots, yeah. but it never works. I got one of the Stan Lee a couple of years ago. It was the Stan Lee from the Playboy Mansion from, I think, Iron Man 3. Oh, that's And cool. he was like wearing a robe. I was yes. like, oh, this is so cool. And I had it in my cart, and I got stuck on the, on the, on the checking out because the bots were basically just destroying the site. Yeah. Bots yeah. are a real problem. Anytime there's money that can be made, there's money involved. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, Taylor Swift concert tickets yeah. or if it's Funko Pop exclusives. Mm. Or, uh, uh, I mean, that's the reason why it was so hard for people to find like a PlayStation 5 or yes. a new Xbox in the last almost two, two years. years. I mean, now, now it's a little yeah. easier. But, you know, it is, I guess, just the nature of the beast these days. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Got that right. Yeah. Hey, speaking of these days, let's talk about oh. some news. You know, has there been any news recently? Well, I don't know. We've been vacant for a month. Huh. Uh... <laughs> I think the big thing that we need to talk about is, was it last, I think it was last Tuesday when the internet kind of broke for a minute when James Gunn, uh, well, Henry Cavill, I think was the first one to officially announce it, that he was, although back in October, it looked like he was back as Superman, he'd quit The Witcher, he was going to be Superman, and then um, I guess he had just had a meeting with James Gunn where it was revealed to Henry Cavill, Cav- Cavill, Cavill, right? That you yeah. are no longer going to be Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he, James Gunn wants a clean slate, right? He wants all new. I mean, can you blame him? Yeah, I don't think so. I think if I were him, I, I would want that too, because it's like the old um, saying goes: if you want me to, uh, if you want me to cook the dinner, I got to be able to pick out the groceries, right? Ooh, yeah. Like oh, that. yeah. Huh. So, uh, I'm, and, and there's just so much baggage that's come along with those characters. All the unfortunately, back, good, bad, and, and this I mean, is so I, I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. I think he's yeah. fantastic. Well, actually. theoretically, I like him as Superman. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the Superman that they wrote for him. So that's the thing. You can disagree about the script, and not the he, he wasn't dealt the best hand when it comes to the movies, the scripts, right? But his portrayal, you know, physically the way he mm-hmm, looks, mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell he cares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought he was—he was actually a great Superman. Mm. Yeah. yeah um, but he did say, like, you know, James Gunn did just, you know, come out and say basically, uh, Henry Cavill is not going to be a Superman. We're looking for somebody younger. Uh, but he did come out and say, hey, it's not going to be an origin story. No, and I love this idea because, as you both know, and some people may not know this, I didn't know it until. I guess a few years ago, 
when they're doing U-52 is at his roots, Superman was sort of a rebellious character. He's kind of anti-authoritarian. He's going to do what he thinks is right in the face of the cops or whatever. And sometimes that rubs law officials the wrong way in some incarnations of the character. And if they're scouting a little younger, I could definitely see that interpretation of the character for sure. Yeah. And they did say um, Variety had announced like the rumors that the possibility of incorporating Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman into their wider DC universe. But Gunn uh, tweeted back, there are a few reporters I love more than uh, the Variety Reporter. Truly a good guy, but in this case, he needs to get a new source. This oh, is entirely ooh. untrue. So okay. there right. may end up being two Batmans in this DC universe he's making. I know he said Ben Affleck they're looking at to direct. Um, you like the way I say it? Uh, the, the Ben Affleck, you know. Your, it's your just, affliction was off there. It just sounds... <laughs> um, but he... Because he's a good director. Have you seen yes, like yes, Argo yes. or The Town? He's a damn. He's fine arguably director. a better yeah. director than actor, right? I would say so. Yeah, I would yeah. say and so And he's too. not a bad actor. He gets. No. I think it's because he had no. that period in the early two, the early aughts, mm-hmm. where he was. Um, literally, he did a movie called Paycheck. Yeah. He was basically just doing movies for paychecks. It was the J Lo, the first J Lo period. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, Gunn did say that 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 was one of the things he wanted to do, um, and uh, breaking news here, The Rock. So there is a lot of like confusion right now because like number one, The Rock did not promote at all last week when Black Adam hit uh, HBO Max, which is a little crazy because you know up till that point The Rock was nothing but Black Adam for like a year, right? Right, and apparently he'd gone trumpeting the huge successes of the film and sort of oversold it. He was like, "This is like the number one yeah, movie yeah. or whatever," mm-hmm. and they're like, "It didn't really do he, that." Rumor did like that water that he put some kind of eternal memo that wasn't supposed to be shown to the public ah, right, right. out, and that kind of set Warner Brothers off a little bit. He went into a wrestling promo mode. He's like, "This <laughs> is the greatest movie <laughs> of all time," but he did just a uh, tweet. This is like two hours ago. Uh, my passionate friends, I wanted to give you a long-awaited Black Adam update regarding the character's future in the new DC universe. James Gunn and I connected, and Black Adam will not be their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Steve and Seven Bucks, I guess that's his company, have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. Uh, James and I have known each other for years, and I've always rooted for each other to succeed. It's no different now, and I will always root for DC uh, and Marvel to win and win big. These decisions made by James and DC leadership represent their vision of DCU through their creative lenses. After 15 years of rentless hard work to finally make Black Adam, I'm very proud of the film we delivered for fans worldwide. I will always look back on the fan reaction to Black Adam with tremendous gratitude, humility, and love. So yeah, so and then he then he promotes his uh, liquor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I guess that's one of the things because there was a lot of stuff in the rumor mill of Warner Brothers and Brock not really being happy with one another at this point well, i'm glad this seems like he's playing nice and uh, is he the number one black adam fan of all time i don't know anyone that's really been so into black adam as the rock he's really feeling this character yeah. and that's... i felt bad for uh who's the guy that plays uh zachary levi oh, Shazam. I, 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 he's a great dude and i always felt bad that the rock was always like no 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 I'm my character's not going to lower himself to fight Shazam. I can only fight Superman. I can only fight Superman. I was like, Zachary Levi's got to be like, come on, bro. He's got passed over. Wow. Um, yeah, and James Gunn, because uh, he posted a picture of his rocket raccoon, like yeah. sad rocket raccoon. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, the cold indifference to letting Henry Cavill go and tweeting about everything but is truly CEO worthy. I couldn't do it, but I have a heart. 
And James hmm. Gunn tweeted back, I'm anything but cold about it. I sat down in person with Henry yesterday, and we had a very open and honest and respectful discussion. We've communicated since, and he and I are all good. So, yeah. I mean, Henry Cavill is excited right now because he is going to be doing um, Warhammer 40,000. Do you have to see the first 39,999 Warhammers? You're lost. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, you're yeah. lost. Like we need to get a Kevin Smith on that. He might know. It's like Kickboxer. <laughs> you can't start with Kickboxer number three. Yeah, you got to see the the plot's the, so complex. Yeah, you got to see the character arc of Kickboxer through there, one and two. Such I assume his name is Kickboxer. <laughs> character, um, the character growth. Yeah. So do you? So okay. So here's the question: We're gonna have this new exciting James Gunn uh, DC Universe. Probably the first movie of that will probably be 2024, 2025. Are you interested in the DC slate for next year? Knowing now that it more than likely is not going to matter to anything. Well, let's see. What what would that slate entail? We got uh, Aquaman 2, Aquaman 2, Shazam, and Flashpoint. And uh, there's one, Blue Beetle? Is that? Is Blue that Beetle, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one I struggle with. I just, uh, yeah. I think it made for me for Blue Beetle is because I'm Ted Kord fan. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I, I don't I don't hate the character. of uh, Reyes? Yeah, but it's just I'm Ted Kord. James Gunn would have gone with the uh, Blue Beetle and... Uh, Oh, Booster Gold movie, you know, he would have. It would have been so perfect, or an HBO series maybe. But do oh, you see, like, where you? Because the rumor too right now is this will be Jason Momoa's last turn as Aquaman because he's going to be recast in the DC universe as Lobo. Right, is one of the rumors. That's you know, that's not a bad call. Yeah, I mean, I think personally, he makes a better Lobo than Aquaman. Yes. For sure. Yeah, just personality-wise and visually, just he seems much more Loboish. And, and it can definitely happen because Chris Evans has played like six. Uh, superhero characters. I think he has the record. Didn't we count yeah. one time? He was in <laughs> yeah, like seven yeah, yeah. superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, also, do you, um, but do you have any excitement now? Also with Flashpoint, they supposedly had uh, shot new scenes with Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot that are now cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you, are you excited about any, I'm excited for Shazam. Yeah. But I'm kind of indifferent about Aquaman and Flashpoint because it's not going to be anything. Well, so the, this is the thing I, I think I'm just as excited as I was pre-news. Okay. Because, I mean, for me, I've never been incredibly tied to the DC movies continuity. Yeah. Because, for for one, they haven't been really strong in that department. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. a lot of their stuff really is, is kind of a mishmash of... And, so, I don't really look for that in, my, in the DC movies as much as I do in the Marvel movies, because Marvel's done a better job of it. Of continuity, yeah. Of continuity. Yeah. And so, with the DC movies, I don't mind them doing these character pieces. So, for instance, that Joker film mm. with... Um, R- Joaquin. Wa- Joaquin. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it, you know? Yeah. And, and I didn't mind that it didn't tie into any other DC properties. And if they yep. do a Lobo film that doesn't tie into any other DC properties, You'll be and good, if they yeah. do a Solomon Grundy film that doesn't tie into any other DC properties, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be as, oh, I'm going to go see this in theater like opening weekend. Right. Or if I'll be like, I can wait till this comes to HBO Max. Yeah. The one that I am interested in, and not because I expect it to be a particularly great movie, but the one that has potential to actually affect the future would be Flashpoint. I mean... It's always been speculated they might be using Flashpoint to reboot the DCEU movies in the first place, and now it, there's a really a strong case for that. So yeah. it would be really interesting to see how much that affects things. But I think they said, uh, like, Gal Gadot is probably out. Ezra Miller is mm-hmm. probably Obviously out. out yeah. Um, yeah, and Jason Momoa would be out. And uh, 
who's the guy that plays Cyborg Roy? Oh, I forgot his name. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but all of them would basically be out, and they'd be kind of recast. Um, to be honest with you, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. You may have to. But I think the one thing DC has to do is at least pledge some way they're going to stick with Gunn's vision for at least a couple of years, not to like do what DC Universe has done for the last five or six years, which right. is a movie comes out, it doesn't do as well as they want, and they just start freaking scrambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I... I think they're going to be. I think this is the reason they're making this move is because they want somebody to kind of be their Kevin Feige. Yeah. And so James Gunn fills that role. Yeah. And now what we don't want to see is every movie done in the language of James Gunn. That's the hope. So right, what we right. want to see is yeah. him, if he does have that kind of Kevin Feige role, is him kind of directing maybe one or two of the franchises and then choosing other directors yeah. or, or kind of farming out uh, the properties to other directors. Yeah. What's his partner's name? He's not doing this alone, which is good. Um, Hopefully that guy can balance him out. Look it up, Shipley. <laughs> Who does the, uh, what's the, the partner's name? Uh, Come on, it's got to be some. waiting for the look it up, Shipley. Yeah. Our, I don't like that that's our only catchphrase. Um, <laughs> I know his first, name is, on you. his first name is Peter. Well, Peter, okay. hopefully. Peter can, Saffran. Saffran. Sa- that's, okay. Yeah. All right. Hopefully he can San balance the gun and keep it from being just a singular vision. Right. Yeah. Like a band, you know? Yeah. Sometimes when yeah. you, you can go down a rabbit hole too far and you need a little balance. Because I like Gun's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special was mm-hmm. plus, was delightful. Um, I just don't think the whole universe needs to be that. Because I know a lot of people uh, say, oh, Marvel, it's just everybody talks like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man character. Right. And I don't think that's true. And I think Marvel has done it. If you think this year, they did a lawyer comedy. Mm-hmm. They did a horror film. Mm-hmm. They did a rom-com movie. They've done all these different kind of genres. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you, you kind of have to do that to, to keep people from getting burnt out. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things where I can't, I, I'm surprised that they're as far as they are. And I still don't really see a sign of burnout. What I think Gun's greatest strength is, is marrying cool action stuff with just so much heart and soul. He can make you take yeah. a D-level character that nobody cares about. By the end of the movie, the you're rooting the for them. Exactly. The whole roster in that particular yep. case. But uh, that, that's his greatest strength. So I'm looking forward to what he can inject to DC with you caring about those characters. Yeah. Uh, another uh, kind of sad story. So a couple of weeks ago, there's a book I really like called uh, Maniac of New York. Um, L.A. Kalon is, is the writer. And I noticed, because I always look each week to see what books are coming out so I can go ahead and start picking what we're going to do for the comic books of the week. And I saw that uh, the first issue of their new series had been pulled. So here's something you may not know. I'm kind of an investigative reporter. I'm like those two guys I took down Richard Nixon, Tango and Cash. (laughs) Tango and Cash, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I actually reached out to Elliot Kalin, and I asked him, hey, what's going on? Because I saw that the, uh, the book got pushed, and Elliot said, yeah, it's frustrating, but last week Aftershock delayed publication... Um, and he wasn't even sure why publication had been delayed. Last week, a site called, I think, Popverse uh, broke a story that Aftershock hadn't paid a huge number of their creators uh, for work they've done. Ooh. Aftershock denied it. Um, and then Monday Monday night, it came out that they just filed uh, chapter, chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah, so Chapter 11 is a reorganization bankruptcy. Okay. So they, I think they are going to try and stay in business. Yeah. However, if you look at their list of uh, creditors. 200. Um, there's 200. 200? Over, over 200. And not only that, but um, 
they owe, I think, a couple of the larger printing houses in Canada that print okay. comics. Um, yeah, and um, it was bad, too, because when it post, somebody posted it, and it listed everybody that they owed money to and their home addresses. Aye. So a lot of comic creators, uh, yeah, that's... it kind of sucks for them already because they're not getting paid for work. And now, basically, they've been doxxed. Yeah. They, uh... um, and it kind of stinks, too, because a lot of the creators on Twitter last night were talking about it. And it's like uh, the Aftershock says, oh, we're uh, creator-owned. But Aftershock also gets 50% of the rights and the royalties. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, unfortunately, and, and some of these publishers, and I'm not saying this is what Aftershock did or what they were doing. Yeah. But some of these publishers here recently within the last few years are really just kind of like clearing houses for movie properties and yeah, yeah, pitches yeah. and TV pitches. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they'll publish a series and it'll go five or six issues and then that's it. And then they're on to the next thing. Yeah. None of the series run for very long. Because all of them are just trying to roll the dice and hope that they get an option from Hollywood yeah, yeah. for you know a show or or a movie. So, and Aftershock did seem to have a lot of those properties. Yeah, and I, maybe none of them hit. You know, it might have been a gamble, and they may have been hoping to pay off their their debts. You know, with a, a big property yeah. that, that hit hit the screen. But unfortunately, uh, but is it like is it harder now? Because we're, I think we're in a new golden age of comics. Mm-hmm. Is it harder now for independent comics, especially if you're not Image, to survive? Because I can tell you, like, every week, how many different comic books do you get a week? Like New ones? Yeah, like uh, new titles, or just titles in general. Yeah, I'm going to say upwards of 50. 50. Yeah. So it's hard for you to keep a space. On, I mean, you have a big wall. Yes. Of, of uh, new books, even yeah. though the size of the wall doesn't matter, that's yeah, what they but, tell me. Yeah, that's, that's um, but uh, but you have a big wall, so you're yeah. able to keep a lot of books on there. Right. But a lot of comic stores don't have as big of a wall, and so uh, independent comic is maybe going to be up there the first week and then be yanked. It depends, but yeah. yeah so it, yeah, you, the the statistics say if you don't sell a comic within the first seven days that it comes out, that the chances of you selling that book uh, drop by about eighty percent. Oh wow, wow! So you have huh. about seven days to, yeah. uh, which I mean, don't get me wrong, you still have more after seven, but your best yeah. chance, your 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 best opportunity is those first seven days. Because word of mouth doesn't help after that, right? Because by the time you get word of mouth out there, and let's say they're on episode, issue three. Mm-hmm. Maybe one and two are going to be hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. And some people now wait for the, the trade paperbacks. Yeah. Um, the, and a tag along to that um, Aftershock story, and, and maybe we'll know more next week because we're filming this on uh, Tuesday night, is the same people that reported that Aftershock hasn't been paying their, paying their creative staff has said the same thing about IDW. Oh, I knew and, that they were kind of circling the drain a little and bit. And IDW's but... stock kind of went down a bit yesterday um and it's unfortunate because idw has started doing a lot of like original because you know usually they do licensed product right right right. um they've started doing original series like the the chris let's kill christopher columbus book yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, earth Um, divers true cult uh crashing um and they're good but right it kind well, of makes me worry about where that's going to. And it was kind of a bad omen when they lost the uh, the Transformers and GI Joe license. Mm. Um, you know, it could be read as a sign that they didn't have the financial capabilities to renew those licenses. Yeah. And so, and then not only that, but then in the previews, they got moved down in the previews catalog. 
Oh, yeah. uh, they got moved down from being a premier publisher in the front of the catalog. We got like premier placement. Yeah. Uh, and now they're in the back. And How does that happen? You don't either sell enough comics or you don't. I can't. And but, maybe it could be an advertising yeah, thing. We may Diamond have, doesn't have many companies anymore. Not as many as they used to now. But uh, I would imagine it would be Image, Boom, and then IDW. And Dark Horse. And Dark Horse, yeah. yeah. But oh, IDW's been kind of knocked down like so they're farther into the correct and so it, wow yeah it, and that's it, not good for when they're trying to start new comics right right so it, it, it's kind of like a, like you said a downward spiral yeah and um but yeah i, I noticed that and, and when the joe and uh, the transformer license is left where do they go uh i think they're gonna go to image skybound and image right oh really you're gonna I, be able to be doing gi joe and i believe okay um, i'm not positive about skybound but i think it is image okay yeah and Image is one of those independent, I guess because they're still considered independent developers. Right. They seem to be really good with their creators. Yes. They yeah. treat their creators well, it seems like. Image is a weird pay structure because it's kind of pay to play at Image. Like you don't, mm-hmm. you kind of have to pay to get the book published and mm-hmm. then you get paid back if the sales are good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and they started doing uh, Second Prince again. Yeah, I think they that, that was a thing. Maybe uh, apparently there'd been a paper shortage, is what they were saying. Yeah, during, I think uh, Eight Billion Genies was the first book that they s- changed back to like doing some second later prints. Because I think they do that now when like oh, wow. the second issue comes out, mm-hmm. they'll do some reprints of the first issue, right? Like you'll get yeah, those. Yeah, if the if the if, if the first issue was real popular, a lot of times you'll see a, a second print. Okay. You mentioned earlier that um, comic companies oftentimes use these characters and books to build IPs off of and, and grow from there. Mm-hmm. And I'd mentioned this when I was in the shop the other day, and I, I wanted to go back and talk on this, especially since we're more or less on the subject. But yeah. Mark Millar uh, just last week released a new book, Nightclub, dollar ninety nine price cover. Yeah. Now, comics these days are what three ninety nine average. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's half price. To and, you know, the tagline says this series will be dollar ninety nine. Take mm-hmm. that, Marvel and DC. And, you know. <laughs> Asked you how, how he can pull that off, and um, you know, let, let's just go from there. How, how can he pull that off? So the reason he can do that is similar to how McFarlane can keep Spawn at two ninety nine for years and years. Which good on him. Or how Kirkman mm-hmm. could keep Walking Dead was I think was three ninety nine, even though he obviously could have charged more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is because uh, those guys are filthy rich. And Kirkman also All did of them the are book was rich. overpriced. I mean oversized he would usually keep it the same price so even the last issue that came out the 170 something 180 187 right now our listeners are screaming it into the phone okay, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, i'm gonna look it, okay i'm gonna look no. it up yes sir yes but, sir uh, i'm just kidding you don't have to look that by up. the way guys i you never get tip for this <laughs> um but no so go ahead so he had sold all his basically his all the intellectual property he had sold to netflix uh, maybe four or five years ago. Like, I think it was pre-pandemic. It was, because like, every issue of Mark Millar's books have that... Millarverse. Millarverse Netflix big thing on the back of them. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, a buddy of mine was talking to um, to Greg Capullo, and uh, he had done the art on... Um, oh, what was the book with the, the, the lady with the sword? Uh, the Millar book that... Um, it was reborn. And they were talking about, for a while, Sandra Bullock was looking at doing it hmm. for Netflix. Hmm. Wow. Okay. And... Um, but he had said that uh, he had made, I think, nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars was what he got for. That's really kind of lo- for for selling Reborn. His oh, rights, just for Reborn. Okay. Just for his rights to Reborn wow. to to Millar, because what Netflix told Mark Millar was, before we give you any money, yeah, we want to own this property outright. 
Okay. So he had to go to all the artists on Jupiter's Legacy, on Super Crooks, Super Crooks, on Reborn, and he had to buy them out. Wow. And so I think Greg said for Reborn, Greg Capullo said he uh, he got paid nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's it. That was it for his part. For of the his rights. correct. Yeah. So that mm. that so basically, Millar could transfer the rights in 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 their entirety to Netflix because Netflix didn't want to be in business with any artist. They don't want to split their. They wanted yeah, to yeah, own yeah. it hmm. uh, in whole. Which is probably what ended up helping Walking Dead when Robert Kirkman did all the stuff, kind of shady, a little bit shady stuff he did right. there. So, yeah. so so think about this. So if if, if Millar is willing to go to uh, Capullo, just one of the artists, and give him basically a million dollars, yeah, uh, how much did Netflix pay Mark Millar? For yeah, all, yeah, you know, oh, it had to have been an insane amount of money. Yeah. So so he can afford to publish whatever he wants for a dollar ninety nine, probably for the rest of his life, and, and yeah, eat the eat the cost, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those things too, because uh, it always still looks like he's still. In business with Netflix because the the back flap was Netflix. Yeah, um, right. That's true. Yeah. But so far, it doesn't seem like it's paid off at all because the Jupiter's Legacy was bad. Not for Netflix, it has. No, um, I, think <laughs> like, Super, I think Super Crooks did okay, and they did it as an anime. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that though. Was it? I didn't either. But okay. uh, it's it got good buzz when it okay. first came out. Um, but I don't think they've done. I don't know if they're. I I don't know if they're doing. I I can always keep hearing that they're doing some kind of new kick-ass series. Right, and then do they? Have, I guess they own Kingsman, right? The, the secret. Oh, they That's did Kingsman. True. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kingsman though was Hulu, so I don't know if Kingsman had old rights because Kingsman it could have. Kingsman came out. Uh, the first two movies came out before the Netflix deal that he did. Um, okay. I've heard rumors about Magic Order. Oh yeah, Magic, Magic Order would be, be great. Yes. 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 and I um, think out of all his properties, I think he only kept three or four oh, that he wouldn't give to a Netflix. And they're doing Chosen because somebody died on the set of that. Uh, That's a weird way to, to, yeah. to put that out. Um, I look up stuff, uh, but um, but I know they're doing something based because he's finishing up the Chosen trilogy right now but, with American yeah. Jesus. But Chosen was at Dark Horse, right? The first Chosen, I think, may have been. And then it was like years between when the second one came out. I forgot what that one was called. It was like last year. And now they're doing American Jesus 2, which I think is the third part. Because I think he had it planned as a trilogy. Yeah. and I, Actually, both those series are really good. Yeah. Okay, so that is a lot of money we're talking about pushing around. Mm-hmm. But you know who else yeah. seems to have a lot of money? Disney and Warner Brothers. Yeah, of course. So what? do they have to be? <laughs> I know. Do they have to be charging four and five bucks per comic? Could they not do the exact same thing? They... I think one thing that they could do is uh, kind of like bring down how many books a month they bring out mm-hmm. and definitely do it. I think they could, yeah, but I, I mean, don't think they will. No. I mean, at this point, it's... Because comic book uh, buyers are conditioned We're already to, trained to, to buy the books. Yeah. So, But you're absolutely right. They To them, at the end of the year, when they do their... Their budget, you know, this yeah. is this is a, a rounding error, you know, on the, on the pie graph. You don't even yeah. see this piece of the pie. Because they could do the wow. A covers at two ninety nine. Oh and yeah, then still do four ninety nine for the B's if they wanted to. No, I mean the the they make so much money off of um, you know, the movies, the TV shows, the lunch boxes, yeah. the pajamas, the bed sheets, the party supplies at Party City, like all that stuff. This is just free money. The, so the to comics. them, yeah, to them, it's worth like it's worth them to print the comics just. To get the new characters, you know, the new X-23, mm. the new Miles Morales, the Spider-Gwen, whoever the character is. And the um, big storylines, like Dark Web, like so, yes. AXE. 
uh, so they can tell these stories 10, 15 years So from now. they need a content generator yep. because once you start developing all these 24-hour networks that you want to own, um, you know, so the delivery device to our homes, it's changed over time. Yeah. You know, you've had cable, you've had satellite, you've had direct TV, uh, you've had streaming, all this stuff. Yeah. So 20, 50, 100 years from now, it could be, the delivery device could be anything. We may not yeah. be able to imagine what the delivery device is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that they will need is content. And Mark Millar's doing 199. It may not be, oh, I'm just being so humble and gracious. It may be, hey, this is a good gimmick to get this book out there. I yeah. can afford to pay 199. Yeah. And I know people are more apt to buy this because this is half what a mm-hmm. regular comic is going to be. So yeah. I'm willing to do the 199 here. But so Marvel's guess, not going to say, hey, you know what? Amazing Spider-Man is selling really well at four bucks. Let's change it, it to, to two bucks. No. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is don't don't knock those creators, independent creators that don't put their book at 199. Yeah. Because a lot of right. them aren't, can't, you know, aren't, uh, can't subsidize that kind of a loss. Yeah. But when you talk about the Robert Kirkmans and the Todd McFarlands and the Mark Millars, you know, those guys, they can, they can afford to, to finance yeah. that. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, DC and Marvel definitely could lower their price, but yeah. I don't think we'd ever see a lower price happen. It just seems like lowering that price would get more people into the characters in the comics. So they're trying to generate content True. to get fans. You mm-hmm. know, if you drop them to a dollar, two dollars, put them back in convenience stores where everyone just comes across them all the time, they see it. Oh, two bucks. Oh, I like Spider Man. I'll get this for two dollars. It, it seems like it could well, eat it that could. loss a little but bit, generate is, more. This is know. the thing, though, for that store, that convenience store, the incentive to carry a $1 or $2 product uh-huh. isn't super high. Right. Because yeah. even if I'm turning volume at $1 a unit, you know, that, that volume's got to be crazy high for it to justify the f- square footage that's taken up yeah. in my store. So um, there's a trade-off there. But I think, and then, like I said, this is maybe me, me being biased, but <laughs> I don't think comics have gone up to match the rate of inflation compared no, to other products. No, when was the last time Ooh. the price? Because three ninety nine so, has been kind of the point good. for how long? So the point for probably... Going on twenty years, maybe three ninety nine. I think wow. so because so that puts Damn. us at two thousand and two, right? Yeah, you may have had some a few holdouts, like you still had maybe DC doing that promotion, holding the line at two ninety nine. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but I bet in two thousand and two, I bet Amazing Spider Man was three ninety nine. Yeah, I don't know how to look that up, so look please, it up, Shipley, <laughs> come on. Um, but that it was is a true. Softball. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, enough about numbers and sales and la-da-da-da-da. It's Christmas time. Why we we did do about a Christmas? lot of la da da in this episode. <laughs> well, it's been a, been a few weeks, so we got a lot to talk about. Hit us with yes. two ho-hos, Ryan. <laughs> I love Christmas, the Christmas season. I do. I absolutely um, do. Do you have some uh, some particular memories of Christmas, Ryan, that you kind of... Oh, I can if you... Huh? So I remember yeah. um, one of the first Christmas, and you know you always have those when you're young and you... St- some of the stuff that you do and you wish you could take it back. Yes. We were living in Washington state. My dad, I think was just been in the military. So he was like still not making much money. Mm-hmm. And we were in like, kind of like a one bedroom apartment. Oh, wow. And for Christmas I got, I got, I opened it. It was a Spider-Man comic, a GI Joe comic book and an action figure. And I got so mad because you know, I was a little kid and little kids are stupid. Yeah. Um, but I look back on that and it's like one of the, it's the Christmas I loved the most. Cause I could see, I mean, I could see the hurt in my mom's eyes when I kind of reacted the way I did. <laughs> and I've since then tried to make sure every Christmas to show her how grateful I am of her. And I could just tell, cause she put what she had to get me something. And I was just a punk little kid 
that couldn't um, appreciate what I had. Right. So it was just like a couple of years after that that I kind of was able to fit that. I you know, got a little bit more mature. Right. And at that point, I decided to be grateful for what I got. Awesome. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the, it's the meaning that matters. And I love mm. Spider-Man. Looking back now, no. that was a cool Christmas. I got a G.I. Joe comic, I got Spider-Man, and I got an action figure. Yeah. But yeah, but that's, that still goes back to like, um, whenever I think about the, the meaning of Christmas, it's just like when you're a new family, you don't have much money, mm-hmm. but you still want to try to give your kids something. something. Yeah. 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 Well, it, I mean, it's nice that you're able to, uh, to look back at some point, you know, soon thereafter and reflect and realize that. Uh, that I was the bad guy. Well, I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna treat yourself guy. as bad as you treat yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, to, to take, make it to a learning, learn from make it. it a learning moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. To, to grow from it because I mean, there's some people that their whole life and they never, they never learned that lesson, Ron. You know, and, and they just mm-hmm. grow up entitled and kind of crazy. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And you know, what, what, what's it, what, what's in it for me? And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's always now, always saying, appreciate what you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a funny one. Um, oh, good. A funny one. Okay, good. Because I was about to start playing the Sarah McLaughlin song in the background here. Uh, when I was growing up, of course, very young, uh, around the time the original Star Wars came out and those toys were flooding, I had two sets of grandparents, obviously one on each side. They didn't particularly get along. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't speak. And they wanted to both kind of outdo each other. And thusly, they didn't speak. And they both ended up getting me the Millennium Falcon. Really? Oh, you yeah. got two Millennium Falcons? Two Millennium Falcons. I didn't know what to do. I was like, what the... <laughs> so, That's yeah, hysterical. Uh, yeah, they tried to each do each other and uh, got the same present. I wish I had both of those still in the box right now, I'll tell you that. Oh, did you get? Did you have to get rid of one of them? Wow, that is a good... I don't know what happened to one did of them. I definitely opened one of them. Oh, man, I think maybe maybe they took it back or something. Oh. Maybe one of them returned it. Wow. I don't really oh. remember. I don't... That okay. is the missing Millennium Falcon case, wow. now that you mentioned yeah. it. yeah. I That's definitely opened one. I, I remember that much. I'll tell look you that. Look for it. Find it. Hmm. Look at... I can't look it up, because I don't have time <laughs> travel abilities. <laughs> That'll be on the next show. Yeah. What about you, Bill? you have any... Um. So, there's one... I guess it's slightly embarrassing, but I can tell it. Oh. So... When I was, uh, let me think, I might have been eight years old, okay. seven, eight. Yeah. But I, Underoos had come out maybe a few years beforehand. But they had these these full length Batman pajamas that had the feet. Nice, okay, yeah. And it had a, came with a, the the plastic mask that you wore, and it had the rubber band mm-hmm. around it. And and I wanted these Batman pajamas. And um, I remember, and I think I maybe even. I may have even told like a department store Santa. I may have been that age where you're still doing, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and so it's Christmas morning, and I open up and I see these uh these yellow and black pajamas. I was like, oh man, I got my Batman pajamas. <laughs> and so my mom says, hey, uh, go in the restroom and and put on the pajamas. We're gonna take Christmas pictures with your sister. And um, my sister was young at the time, maybe one years old. Oh wow! But yeah. And so I go in the uh, the bathroom and I come out and I've got the mask on, and she starts taking my picture, and um, and I don't know if y'all remember at the time, uh, this may be a little bit before yours. Uh, they had the Polaroids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, shaking like a Polaroid. Yeah, you had to wait on the picture, yeah. and so my mom had one of those Polaroids, and she had taken two or three of them, and they're on the kitchen counter and they're lined up and they're all they're drying, and uh, I see one starts to come into into a focus. And uh, I noticed the uh, the bat symbol on my chest. It says uh, it says Batgirl. 
Oh no! She- and uh, she had she had bought she didn't realize and she had accidentally bought these. Uh... Did you not notice the blush and the lipsticks on the mask? You know, I just assumed Batman was undercover. Okay. You know, it's obviously a uh, yeah. he's on a case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, and I think the mask was real similar. Like I don't even remember there being a difference in the mask. But, but you um, were appalled because suddenly you're like. But you're wearing girls' clothes. So, and, and I, their pajamas are strangely yeah. similar to ours. And because uh, I didn't notice. And, <laughs> and so, you know, you figured like the, the, the feet or something would be different. But no, yeah. it's, um, but in the pictures, I look so proud. You know, because it's before. Are you posing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing like all the, the fist and the, the, the cabal punch and everything. And, uh, oh, those are amazing. And then the pictures after that, I look so so uh, depressed. <laughs> Please. You know, cause, cause it, I, 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 cause I didn't get out of the pajamas for like 45 minutes. Please find these pictures so I can put them online. Yeah, no. I don't think so, Ryan. Please <laughs> find yeah. these pictures. Wow. But, um, uh, that's that's hysterical. My, yeah, that's oh. one of my favorite uh, my favorite Christmas memories. Oh, it's very gender forward for like 1977. Yeah, yeah we were progressive. Proud of you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so when we talk about Christmas, Christmas music. Mm-mm. Um, what are your favorite Christmas songs? Ooh, um, so I'm gonna say, golly, I'll tell you one that um, recently. Well, I, I've liked it for a while, but uh, only because I'm a Smashing Pumpkins fan. But that uh, it's Smashing Pumpkins. It's uh, it's Christmas time. Okay. Um, and I, if anyone's seen the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, huh. they use it in that, but. Uh, like I said, I, I've been a fan of it from, from way back. And um, and then I also like, you know, plenty of the classics. Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, the old school ones, I would go with the, um, I like the David Crosby, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, David Bowie, Bing Crosby, uh, Little oh, Drummer yeah. Boy. So yeah. good. Um, Although, I don't really like the message of that song. Here's the thing. Jesus was just born. Right. Let's hear it. He's got developing air drums. And you got this little, you can, this punk kid that comes up and starts playing the drums in his ears. Right in the ears, you think? I mean, he's baby Jesus. Uh That's before a lot of hearing studies have been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think that's, that excuses it? Well, I didn't go that far. I mean, the manger's got good soundproofing. There's a... Maybe Mary, maybe Mary cupped the baby Jesus's ears, but I'm just thinking, it's a good song. I like the song, but don't play drums at your kid's ears. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Baby Jesus is pretty powerful. That's he'll think he could withstand a little he's bit. Not, he's no normal baby. Think he could. Um, my favorite is um, Carol of the Bells. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my other favorite that I've just rediscovered a lot of it because of the um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special um, is a song by the Waitresses uh, called "Christmas Rapping." W R A P P I N G. Because I saw you lean in, Bill. But yeah, super good song. What about you, Mike? You know, recently I've come around the past few years to it's a weird song from a weird show, but the Heat Miser, Cold Miser song. Mm. I think that song is so cool. I love it. It's really creative. It's fun. It gets stuck in my head for days at a time. Yeah. Um, It's really a lot of fun to me. And I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special keeps coming up. And I got to tell you, I adore it. It's one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time. It's just, I laughed, I cried. It's heart and spirit in the right place, like I said with James Gunn earlier. But I'm a big fan of the old 97s as well. And um, that that first song that they had in there, it's almost Christmas time. So they're an actual real band. Oh, yeah. I've seen them here locally. And I've always been a big fan, man. I, I love Rhett Miller's voice. It's phenomenal, mm-hmm. and just really see James Gunn take a smaller act like that—that that I feel should have a lot more rec- uh, recognition. 
and and give them a good payday. And and I love that song. Uh, if Christmas time is here, yes. um, it's and fantastic. it's doing well on the uh, charts right now. It is. So I'm going to go with that old '97 song as well. I highlight that one. Very I really cool. love that. Um, what about movies? What's our favorite Christmas movies? I know somebody's going to say Die Hard, but it's not going to be me. Okay, I want to clarify something right now. Between oh us. yes, okay, okay. So. Does a Christmas movie have to be about Christmas to be a movie, or can it just happen to take place at Christmas well, and that's going on in the background? According to people nowadays, Die Hard gets to be it because it takes place on Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's right. true. That's true. I'm not sure how I feel about that because then I guess Goonies is uh, Gremlins is also a Christmas movie. That's the one I'm going to pick. If we're going under those rules, okay. I love Gremlins. That's yeah. Gremlins is for me. Okay. Um, let's do traditional and then whatever. Okay. Uh, I I think Gremlins is a good pick, um, but traditionally. I really like, I've started loving this movie now, it's Elf. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and uh, watch Elf and just be delighted. My favorite line is when he comes up and goes, good news, I saw a dog. <laughs> and it's like, it's such a good line. Um, I did see the new movie he did, Spirited. Uh, Will Ferrell's new movie, Spirited. And I've heard good stuff about it's that. It's fun, too. It's on Apple uh, right now. Mm. What about you, Bill? Um, I'm going to go uh, one that's probably my, my wife's favorite. Is um, trying to get back on her good side after, <laughs> you know, after have, how have, much dissing you've done to her tonight. I have to smooth things over yeah, with yeah, uh, yeah. she's a, she's a wonderful tipper. And, uh, <laughs> but no, um, I'm gonna say it's a wonderful life. Oh, good. Uh, with James Stewart, strong, yeah, um, super classic. Yeah, she's uh, she's always been a fan. I've always been a fan. Um, do they still play that every year on? They do. NBC? And it's got you know, it's got great, it's got great messages in that yeah. movie. Yeah, like if you does. go back and you look, you know, it's. We and should um we should definitely you know celebrate our our immigrants and we should um you know um angels bite cops you know that <laughs> I heard it, it I think if I'm right here it bombed when it first came out yeah a lot of Frank Capra films weren't huge uh, theatrical successes um I think he may have even been blacklisted later on in life but uh oh, yeah. but yeah he uh but yeah it just had one of those movies that um kind of grew legs and, yep. and became like a, a perennial favorite around Christmas time. And yep. almost like a, what's the one with the, uh, sh- the BB gun, you'll shoot your eye out. Uh, a Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yep. You uh, know, I don't think that was a, a, a incredible so. theatrical success. It was but, not. Um, the, um, the new one that just came out, the fully sequel to Christmas story mm-hmm. that's on HBO max has been getting phenomenal reviews. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Where they brought back the surviving cast members. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Schwartz. Yeah, so I think Scotty Schwartz is in it. Is yeah. he? Okay. Yeah. I think so. Um, what more, about you, Mike? More traditionally, as a kid, I really was a big fan of the Rankin Bass specials like the Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Reindeer. Uh, oh, those were great. Rudolph the Reindeer. Thank Reindeer. you. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, they had the stop motion puppetry. Yep. Uh, just It was whimsical, had a good spirit, had that classic Christmas spirit, but yeah. also it didn't feel dated to me at the time and corny. Yep. It was just, had, it's, has had a good soft spot. Had in that heart. cool um, yeah. stop motion animation, yeah. claymation. And the, yeah. um, the old uh, Charlie Brown Christmas movie. Mm. Yeah. I watch it every year. Yeah. I still feel so bad for Charlie Brown where he's sitting outside watching. All his friends and also his dog getting to getting to be at this hey, party and he's know. not invited. It's like I get it if maybe you have different friend groups, right. but when the friend group goes out of their way to invite your dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit uh Yeah. Yeah. Poor Charlie. Yeah. It's a rough Those time. Are so good. And I think like they're now I don't know if they're on network television more. I think Apple has the rights to stream them now. I think that's what it is. But um but yeah, I like the classic Charlie Brown one. Yeah, that's great. Um, Christmas Vacation. Oh, I forgot about Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, uh, arguably that could be the you could argue that's the best vacation movie. 
Scrooged with Bill yeah. Murray. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, good call. Yeah. yeah. Some good songs in that, too. But, yeah, there's a lot of really good Christmas movies. Yeah. No, it's just a question of, you know, if you want to see something, you know, heartwarming or... Yeah. Uh, only thing I would recommend is stay away from the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> there's some there's some of our listeners that are probably super mad at you right now. Oh, come on. They know I'm kidding. Oh, my mom, uh, my mom uh, uses our Comcast like our DVR, and it's always hysterical this time of year. She'll record so many of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have great titles. And, and now I guess there's rival christmas networks oh yeah yeah. um cameron uh from uh full house is doing their own now like she's got her own network oh yeah um so i guess there's the rival ones and my my mom just watches them all um our extra special size christmas episode is coming to a close we pushed it a little bit past our normal hour time but uh i don't know we get paid extra right uh, we're gonna have to go for tips on this one. Come on, Bill. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm coming through with the tips. Okay, everybody's, gotta... everybody's getting tipped. Yeah, we'll tell in the next episode if we did get tipped or not. Um, <laughs> recommendations. Uh, book of the week. Book of the week. Book of the week. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I'm gonna go with Dark Web. MJ Mary Jane. Uh, oh, that is what that stands for. And Black Cat. Uh, simply one reason is I want to give it a little spotlight to Dark Web. Um, it's a crossover, Spider-Man and X-Men. It's kind of touching back on the classic Inferno story from the Ooh. 80s, which is really cool. And I want to spotlight that because I expected to roll my eyes. I thought it was going to be second tier, kind of a filler crossover. But I really, really love that first issue. So that really is what kind of drove me to get uh, Mary Jane Black Cat. And uh, that's what I'm going to get this week. And I'm going to share that with everybody. Dark Web was great. Give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, really just early into the crossover so people should mm, yes, be able to yes. pick up the uh, back issues and you'll yeah. probably get like second prints of stuff too soon I'd yeah imagine. if anything sold out uh, yeah they, i'm sure they'll second print it yeah it's uh, madeline Pryor and ben riley uh the tagline at the beginning of the issue is they're the most screwed over clones in marvel history and they're huh. kind of teaming up and it's looking like bad news it's a great tagline <laughs> That's good. um so I, i'm gonna go with the uh the last issue issue seven of uh Dawn, or i'm sorry of dark crisis uh on infinite earth I'm sorry. Dark Crisis. <laughs> yeah, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, so it's the uh, it's the wrap-up of Joshua Williamson's um, kind of a bridge to like the new DC universe. What they're planning to do starting in January. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, the story's been, um, I mean, especially if you're a, a Deathstroke fan, um, it's, mm. been, uh, it's been, as far as Crisis events goes, it's been one of the better ones that DC's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and the art's been steady throughout. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the book's been on time, which is which always is crazy a, which for, is, a, <laughs> for a crisis book. You know, it's yeah. one of the few that's, yeah. that's yeah. But, uh, but yeah, if you're excited and you're, if you're even interested in what DC has planned for the future, you know, this is, this is definitely the, uh, this is yeah. definitely the book you want to check out. And probably Big Bang last week. Oh, Big Bang was probably my one of one of my favorites of yeah of the yeah. series so far. Yeah. So yeah. just to clarify, this is like a new Fifty Two style almost reboot where they're kind of restarting from scratch. So this is, sounds they like a really, really in a way. Yeah, they've not really came out and said for sure what it's going to be. Yeah, it um, feels like a reboot. It sounds like it a sounds great like jumping on point. Is yeah. What they're going to focus just on certain characters starting in January, like hmm. they're a lot because they said uh, they've kind of. I'm sure after everybody reads this, they'll kind of have a better idea where DC's yeah, going. Right. Yeah. Um, I think Batman versus Robin this week is supposed to also start to kind of hint in and lead into where DC's going in 2023. Cool. Um, Get in on it yeah. now. I'll pick. Uh, it's up to the third issue now, but I think 
you could probably get the first two, I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Namor, uh, The Submariner, oh, yeah. uh, Conquered Shores. Hmm. Uh, by Christopher Cantwell and art by Pascal Ferry. Yeah. Who's a great artist. Um, they, they, of course, tied this into because uh, the Wakanda Forever movie. Right, uh, right. Namor. But this is a super good Namor movie. It's set... Uh, into the future where there was a giant Cree war. Um, most of the earth is now underwater. Uh, so Namor and his people are kind of like running everything. There's small little pockets of humans still on earth that refuse to go underwater. Uh, like Luke Cage is kind of leading them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Namor spots uh, the original human torch android still flying around. Oh. And they decide if they can capture the human torch they can use him to bring heat and everything back to the world and maybe hmm. save the world. Wow. So it's like, a, it's like, a, it's Namor and old Steve Rogers and an old Luke Cage basically teaming up. Hmm. It's fun. It's three issues. I think the third issue just comes, comes out Wednesday. Uh, but it's a good series. I'm not the biggest Namor fan, right. but I've really dug this one. No, I mean, I'm glad to see Namor getting a push for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of been one of the forgotten mutants for a long time and, uh, it's kind of cool to see him get his, his his time. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is some strong books of the week for sure. And uh, normally we go around and we do separate recommendations, but I think we can all say that our solid recommendation this week for all of us is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yes. I think that is unanimous. Oh, it was so fun. I adore it. It really gets, got everything right. It's, yep. uh, and it's, if you want something that's, that's full of heart and uh, is a good something uh, to watch with your family... Yeah, yeah, something you haven't seen before, also, yep. especially that's what I highly recommended. And Kevin Bacon is game to do so much of that. Is that, that who that was? was that, I was wondering. I I thought I was supposed to recognize that guy. Come on, don't <laughs> seems, yeah. yeah. Oh come no, on. No, it was it was uh, great. Great Cosmo too. Oh yeah, oh, great yeah, voice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the voice was great. Uh, such a good yeah. It, it, it tugs my heart that mm-hmm. we're going to lose James Gunn in the Marvel Universe in mm-hmm. one more movie. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he does in DC. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap it up here. Uh, Christmas wrap it. Yeah, just wrap it up <laughs> with the big bow yeah. and uh, put it under the tree. And um, I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank uh, you. It's been a fantastic, what does he say, eighth episode? Eight episodes? Ocho. Eight episodes, Ocho, yeah. Ocho, yeah and, we're gonna, and we're back on track now, guys. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we just want to say uh, Merry Christmas uh, and Happy Holidays to all the uh, the listeners, however many it may be. We appreciate <laughs> each and every uh, every one of you guys. And we mm-hmm. appreciate all the feedback that we've been getting, especially mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the people who come in and tell us what they like, what they don't like. Um, that's what we want to hear, so... Uh, but yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, you guys. Uh, have a safe holiday and a safe New Year. And uh, you know we'll be back at this next week, so we'll yeah. we'll talk to you soon, right? Absolutely. Uh, on that note, I'm Mike D. I'm Ryan and Bill. Happy holidays. Ho 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 ho. Earthlings are so weird. That's true. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here.